In the name of the Lord of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Last evening, I was privileged to hear our resident Concord singers present The Spirit Rejoices from the Wexford Carol to Gwyneth Walker's Go Tell It on the Mountain. They sang and shared exquisite pieces such as O Magnum Mysterium and the Perfora Magnificat. And the consort bore witness that in the heart of Advent and Christmas, we return to the story born and told of old, which brings peace and love and hope and therefore life. At a pivotal turning point in the evening, the audience was treated to a traditional Hebrew text, a fitting work with a simple message of peace for troubled times. O say shalom, the one who makes peace. O say shalom, by John Levitt, resounded with the words, May he who makes peace in high places make peace for us and for all Israel, and let us say amen. The message beckons us to the halcyon days of John the Baptist, who inspires us to prepare the way of the Lord. We are no longer asked, what are you going out to see? But what are you going out to do? It is as simple as a prayer. May we all in our lives, through our deeds and our actions, be inspired to prepare a way for the Lord this Advent, to welcome afresh the joy of the incarnate revealed once again. As I was contemplating such wisdom in our lectionary this morning, I found myself thinking again on another of Isaiah's prophecies, the one we heard just last week. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This week, Isaiah tells us more. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called a holy way. Much like the peaceable kingdom from last week's Old Testament reading, we hear what this highway will be like. He says that it will have no lion nor ravenous beast. It will be for God's people, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads assumably our heads. He even goes so far to say, not even fools shall go astray. This highway sounds pretty good. Definitely not the highway, interstate, or parkway systems of New Jersey. There will be no twists and turns. There will be no ill will or yelling. No getting lost or wrong turns with your GPS. And incredibly, the holy way will exist for all people. But that is the future not yet seen. That is what it will be like someday. Now that's wonderful, peaceful, tranquil. No horn sounding or fist pumping. 
So what are we to do until that time? What can we learn? Jesus alludes to his fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy when he sends word to the imprisoned John the Baptist. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. Here, Jesus seems to make the world more welcoming and embracing. And this created more thoughts. What does it mean to be followers of Christ? Even more so, what does it mean to be worshipers of God? And what are we to do? For we are no longer simply asked, what are you going out to see? But what are you going to do? Throughout history, men and women have been confronted with these very thoughts. Some decide to take the road that has the great holes and the ruts because that is the one traveled on by most. But others take the the road less traveled. They find themselves clearing the path, and with great determination, they make those paths straight and clear for those who will come after. How many people can you think of that have taken on such road construction in their lives? Of course, we could think of St. Francis, Desmond Tutu, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther 500 years ago, Abraham Lincoln. We can think of athletes like Jesse Owens or Pele or those of tremendous personal challenge such as Helen Keller or Malala Yousafzai. Each could be on a list by themselves and each with others fill the list that go on and on. Now there are even more that never get known or at least don't get enough notoriety such as Sophie Scholl. She was a German student who was executed for her participation in handing out leaflets against the Nazi movement. She saw a place to make a statement for good, a statement for the future, even though she knew that she herself would not be there. Who in your life has stood for something that changed perception for the better? Who has cleared the highway for the others to come? No matter what the highway is being cleared, no matter how, no matter when, it takes time. It takes patience. The world-renowned Brazilian author Polo Colo wrote the intriguing book, The Alchemist. And in it, he makes the statement, why is patience so important? Why is patience so important? And then came the response, because it makes us pay attention. Because it makes us pay attention. You see, being patient does not being inactive. Rather, it means peaceful work for the good. It means setting a purpose to help with a determined spirit to begin to clear the path 
At no point, my friends, is there a promise that you will be there at the end, that you will see the end of your work, the completion. But rather, it is in the starting that joy happens. Just like the farmer in the letter to James, that the farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient until it receives the early and the late rains. We too must be patient, yet aware of our duties as we await what is to come. So reach out to one another with love. Find what is in you to change the path forward. Determine what you can do to open the door for someone else. For with these acts, the holy way will be built. The eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. And the speechless will babble and babble the good news of God. Amen.